So, I know the last few weeks I've been reading inside from the the Siddur Shal Shabbos and using that as a as a uh, a mechanism to move to move this discussion. But I want to take a take a break, not really a break from it, but just to go back on the last like two shiurim that we did on Shabbos and and try to get a little bit more in depth to understand the way that we're learning what Shabbos is about. And the, we, we've, we've begun, we began talking about and defining menucha. It's ba Shabbos ba menucha. Shabbos comes and menucha comes. And to try to understand what menucha means, we describe menucha as being the, the, the ability to be vulnerable, to let go of expectations, to be in a state of not denial, but in the freedom that comes along with vulnerability. And vulnerability means that I recognize that I can surrender. I can surrender outcomes. I could surrender expectations. I could surrender all the things in life that hold me back from being, from being my best self. <clears throat> and so, Ba Shabbos Ba we started with this line from the Gemara. The Gemara says, if only Klayasor were to keep two Shabbases, then right away we, we would have a Geula. And what we saw in the Sefer was that a person, what does it mean that if Klayasor were to keep two Shabbases, that we would have a Geula right away? So what he says is that a person who's able to be Mamshach, to draw the Kedusha from one Shabbos into the week, and have that continuously also become a preparation for Shabbos of the next week. And that means that a person is not Michal Shabbos during the, the six days of the week. Then he could bring the, he or she could bring these two Shabbases together and right away you have a Geula. And the way we describe that in psychological terms is that if you have the six days of the week only, then life is only about what you do. If life is only about what you do, then you have all the kinds of things that come along with stress. Stress is really the opposite of menucha. Stress means that all the expectations of my life are on top of me. Stress means that all the things that I, I think about, I don't merely hope for or dream for, I expect to happen. And also I experience the world as expectations piled on top of me. And Shabbos, we said, menucha is about experiencing freedom from stress. And so the Chiddush of this Gemara is, if a person can take the Kedusha of Shabbos, that means that they can take the Menucha of Shabbos, which is Amuna, faith. A person who lives with faith doesn't have expectations. He doesn't, or she doesn't experience expectations. We, I don't need to expect anything. I have faith in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And vice versa, all the responsibilities that I have on my shoulders that's the Chiddush. The Chiddush is that all the responsibilities I have on my shoulders are also not expectations. They all exist in the realm of Hashem understands me. Not Chas Hashem that I'm, 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 I don't have to have, I don't have to fulfill my responsibilities. But what it means is that the responsibilities that are on top of me don't come with the, with the, the negative baggage of expectations. So that I don't have to feel that my life is tied down 
by all my responsibilities. I have a muna in Hashem. Kaviochal Hashem is a muna in me. And if I can have the menucha that comes from Shabbos and bring that into the six days of the week, then I'm able to bring the Kedusha of Shabbos from one Shabbos to the next Shabbos, and that I'm able to minimize stress throughout the week, and I can approach Chol, I can approach work with the vulnerability of faith. That's what, that's, that's what we said. And we took that last week into a discussion about self-doubt. That self-doubt really is a, is a continuation of expectation. Self-doubt is the illusion of a deficit. Self-doubt means that I feel that in some way, somehow, I feel either not good enough or I feel that in this space, there's something missing in my life. In this experience, there's something missing. And in that missingness, I don't know what to do. I can't tell my head from my tail. I, I don't know if I should do this or if I shouldn't do this. And it's all ruled by fear. And we, we, we learned a Torah from Rav Cook last week where we said that there's no place in life, there's no place in all of existence where there's a, a God deficit. Hashem fills everything. If Hashem is in everything, even in Choshech, if Hashem fills everything, Rav Cook said, then it brings, it brings a tremendous tanug. It brings a tremendous enjoyment. Because again, if Hashem fills everything, if everything is an Indian, like Kus, if everything is an Indian of godliness, that means that there's less Asr Panimine, there's nothing that is absent. There's no place that's absent of his existence. And if that's the case, I'm able to be vulnerable. I'm able to let my guard down. I don't have to be in control of all of reality. I don't have to be in control of anything because everything has in it an in elikus. And so we, we connected that to self-doubt because if everything is an Indian elikus, if all ha'avai, if all existence is an Indian elikus, then that means that all chiyos, all life, all of my life is an Indian of the neshama. That means that there's nothing in this world that there's a deficit, there's no place within me that's a, that, that is missing of my neshama. And, and this, is, this is the way we, we explain self-doubt. Self-doubt is a mechanism that's run by fear. And what it does is it sucks the energy out of me. And it says to me, you know, in this place, there's something missing. We talked about the, the line from the comedian that said that neurotics build castles in the air, psychotics live in them, and psychologists decorate the building. Or the real line is psychologists correct, collect the rent. But the idea of neurotics uh, building castles in the sky, the, the, the vart, the tiefkite of the vart, the depth of the vart is to say that when I live in self-doubt, then it feels to me as if I have to do something about it. I have to fill it because self-doubt creates a vacuum. It's ki'ilu my neshama isn't here. Ki'ilu my essence is not present. And if my essence is not present, I don't know what to do with myself. Like what's the difference between somebody who needs to make a choice versus someone that lives in self-doubt? The difference works like this. Self-doubt 
I'm sorry, uh, uh, making a choice. How do we make choices in life? We line up all the pros and cons. We take the rational approach of in doing all the intellectual detective work. We come out with what's right or wrong. And then we make a decision using our emotions to say, I want to choose this because it makes the most sense to do. All choice, and we can, we can debate this and discuss this, and, and if we were sitting around my dining room table, we would definitely get into this, but all choice really ends, to pull the trigger on a choice, always end with an emotional decision to say, I want this. Because if you think about it this way, there's a million things that are right or wrong in life that we don't choose based on just right or wrong. All choice has within it some kind of an emotional flavor. There's something colorful. There's something about it that entices me. I want to do what's right. I want to do that thing that's going to delay my gratification for the sake of something bigger. All choice has to do with what I want. Really, all choice boils down to rut zone. My rut zone is my will, that which I desire. When self-doubt enters, it looks like you, you want to make a choice. It looks like, you know, should I do this? Should I do this? But, the, but that's not what happens in self-doubt. What happens in self-doubt is it's colorless. It's emptiness. It's darkness. And then I'm really confused. And it's, it's the, the, in, in modern psychology, we call it brain fog. I, I don't really know what to do. I'm, I'm really confused. I'm not sure. Should I do this or should I do that? And I could be filled with tremendous amount of emotion but the emotion is not connected to the choice. The emotion is all fear. The butterfly in the stomach, the tightness of the chest, the little panicky feeling in the back of your throat. Self-doubt sometimes looks like you're, make, you're trying to make a choice about something, but the reality is it's, it's all a deficit. It's a big hole, an empty hole, and you try to build things in the middle of that hole you try to make a choice, you try to figure out what the best thing to do in life is, or you try to be assertive with yourself, you try to get somewhere, you want to do something, you want to activate yourself, but you can't, or um, you get into all kinds of desires, all kinds of things that you yearn for. Uh, I, I, was talking, I was talking to a, a friend earlier today, and we both agreed that we could give 50 hours worth of shurim on self-doubt, but one moment of healing self-doubt is greater than 50 billion shiurim on self-doubt. Because the feeling that comes along with healing self-doubt is really uh, the biggest healing that can exist in the world. Because the biggest dimyan, the biggest fantasy is when somebody thinks for a moment that Havaya existence is not an Indian of Elikus. The biggest dimyan that can exist in me is when I start to think that my essence is not really connected to my life, that really there are parts of me that are not, that are not a tzaddik, there are parts of me that are not a tzaddikist, there's parts of me that are really diseased and destroyed, and we got to figure out a way to, to, to uh, you know, grow, grow, grow new ones or build new ones. I'm not anti-growth, obviously. What I'm talking about is when self-doubt sets in and it creates an agenda for us in life, we could spend an entire life trying to build and grow a certain way and never change anything. And usually that's because we don't really need to change anything. We just need to learn how to stop doubting ourselves. 
And so we, we said last week that Shabbos is really the time of the week that we remember that there's no such thing in life that's not an Indian Halakos, and there's no such thing in my life that's not an Indian Hanashama. Because Shabbos is Keneged Kalatarakula, Shabbos is Shakal Keneged Kalatarakula. The whole purpose of Torah is to activate myself. 613 mitzvahs, because there are 613 aspects to my life, 613 avarim, 613 spiritual um, limbs, and every one of those mitzvahs is connected to a limb, and every one of those mitzvahs is a way of activating myself. You don't have 614 mitzvahs because there aren't 614 avarim. There are exactly 613 spiritual aspects to ourselves. Each mitzvah is a way, is a, is a trail. How can you activate yourself? There isn't 612 mitzvahs, but 613 avarim. It, th there's an exact match between the, the, amount of, the amount of nooks and crannies you have in your personality as there are mitzvahs. There's nothing in my life that can't be activated in a beautiful, pure, and holy way. Nothing. Every single aspect of myself can be activated perfectly. And that means every single aspect of myself has the potential to be beautiful, which in Panemius means every aspect of myself is beautiful. It's only when I get lost in the world of an Avera that I start to lose my recognition of my own holiness. I start to lose my recognition of my own beauty. That's when self-doubt sets in. Self-doubt sets in when, when whatever my potential is, is not connected to the actual, or whenever my actual, what I'm doing in life is not representative of my true Ratzon. So these are the two things that could really get broken. One thing is I can have a true Ratzon, but I don't know how to express it because of self-doubt. Or the other is I can have behaviors that are like we can call them impulsivities. I can have behaviors that are not a true expression of who I am. So one is there's a panemius without a chitzainius. The other is there's a chitzainius without a panemius. Both of those things are averas. That's what an avera is. An avera is... We understand an Avera to be mostly, we understand an Avera to be something you do that's wrong. But we understand that there's a myth, there are mitzvahs asseis and there are mitzvahs lois asseis. What does it mean that there are mitzvahs asseis? A mitzvah assay is what you do within yourself to express yourself into the world. That's taking your panemius and expressing it into the world. You have a, you have koichas or something, express it out into the world. A lois assay is the exact opposite. There are behaviors that you have, that you do, that you're supposed to do, but then there are, there are behaviors that you do that are not expressions of your inner world. If a person were to eat chazer, if a person were to eat pig, then they are doing a behavior that is not expressing something of themselves. It's a foreign behavior. 
right? We say something, somebody's over Avodah they're serving something that's foreign to them. All of Torah, all of Avera is, is an act of doing something that's not an expression of one of your 613 spiritual aspects of life. So again, we can spend a very long time on this. This is, this is uh, really a, a, a much longer hakdama to understanding the, the format of Tyra and understanding what, a, what Tyra is. But on the, on, the, on, the, on the most basic level for ourselves, if Shabbos is Keneged Kala Tyra Kula, if Shabbos is the one mitzvah that the Gemara says is Shakal Keneged Kala Tyra Kula, which means it's even, it's even weightier, it's heavier, it means more in this world, it's more significant than Talmud Tyra, which we say Talmud Tyra Keneged Kulam, learning Tyra is Keneged Kulam, but Shabbos is something that's even bigger, that's even greater. That means that Shabbos itself is the greatest expression of me, my relationship with Hashem, and the dynamic, the back and the forth, me expressing of myself, and me also not doing things that are not expressions of myself. So what's the what's the what's the worst thing that can happen? What's the big the biggest chilul Shabbos that can happen? The biggest chilul Shabbos is self doubt. Self doubt is the illusion that somehow my essence can't be expressed into the world. That I need to find something. I need to do something that's more than who I am. Or self-doubt is that I'm doing something that's foreign to the expression of myself in this world. Is that clear so far? I have a question. Okay. What's like, uh, I don't know how to phrase this, but like what's the, the source for what you're saying or where is this coming from? Like I've never, like how... When I think of Chal Shabbos, I think of like tearing something or doing Bora or something. So where does this concept come in? So I had this dream of, of doing a shear and it came out of, it came out of something that, 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 that you guys said to me once. I had a dream of doing a shear of taking all the Lama Tess Malachas and going through all the Lama Tess Malachas and talking about what they, what they mean and it would it was it would be an avoider for myself to research and and do. And I was really thinking about doing it. And I said it's way too idealistic. I can't. I just it's too much. And then lo and behold, uh, two weeks ago, H. Kodesh put out a a flyer that every Tuesday night, Rabbi Weinberger is going to be giving a share on the Lamates Malachas and going through all of the nigla and the nister, all of the 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 idea of the Lamates Malachas and what the panemius of it is. So I got really, really excited because that, 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 that's a, a very, very significant um, undertaking. Um, I, I, when I, I said, he said to me, he'd been thinking about it for years to do this. So if you want, you can spend the next five or six years listening to all the shiurim that he's going to be giving because that's very much, it's, it's very much a relatable question. The, the, the idea really is, and this, is, this comes from the Svarim, um, of, under, of trying to understand where Shabbos fits into creation. 
Shabbos is not simply a day that Hashem didn't work. It's not the absence of something. Shabbos is a creation. It's a creation that really sets all of creation into a, a, a very specific uh, perspective. We say, Saif Maisev HaMachshav Etchila, that the end of all of the creation was really intended at the beginning. Ba Shabbos Ba Menucha, on Shabbos Hashem created Menucha. So Shabbos is not simply a resting from action. It's the presence of Menucha. There's something that's present, that's there. So the, the, this, is, this discussion now about self-doubt and menucha is really just in the mahalach that, that, that I always go with, which is to try to understand how this stuff makes sense to ourselves psychologically. How do we connect to this psychologically? So that's, that's, really, that's really what I'm, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm trying to, to take an, a psychological understanding and plug it back into the the what how the svarim explain what menucha is, what Shabbos is, and how these things all kind of come together. Does that does that satisfy your question? Um, not I'm yet. Not sure. Okay, not not yet. Hopefully, hopefully by the end of this, we'll 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 get there. Okay. If not, we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll, we'll discuss it afterwards. Good? Okay. Okay. So the biggest dimion, the biggest fantasy, the biggest uh, illusion that exists in this world is when a, when a person believes that, that there's an aspect of creation that's not godly, and when a person experiences within the, within ourselves that there's something about me that's not connected to my neshama, that there's something about me that's not pure, that's not holy, that's not kadosh. So we're going to go now to the next. We're going to go to the next Tyre and Rav Cook. That's that's really literally the next uh, the next uh, paragraph after the one we did last week, and. We're going to continue this discussion with, with the words of Rav Kook and bring it back to talking about Shabbos. So again, it's Shmoyne Kvatsim, Kovitz Aleph, Ois Nun Vav. And it's up on the screen. And Rav Kook says as follows, Hachet, sin, goyrem it causes shehaadam isyare mepnei machshavasai. That a person becomes fearful in his, in his or her own thoughts. Sin creates self-doubt. Sin creates fear within oneself. The alkane, Since we are filled with fear within our own thinking, we cannot, we don't have the accessibility to think about lofty things. Now, it doesn't mean to say we can't be philosophical. What it means is, is that muskalis elyonis don't just mean logic and the intellect. It means the ability to experience the expansiveness of transcendence. Again, sin causes a person 
to become fearful within their own self, causes self-doubt, and therefore they can't experience transcendence. And the more that a person can distance themselves from sin, that is how we decrease self-doubt from our, from, from our existence. And then, then we can transcend into this infinite expansiveness. And things that are that exist in the Rumish Aloilam that exist in high places, Bitsiurov means in there in the way that they are. In other words, what, what Rav Kook is saying, just again, what we the, the, the Torah right before this was the recognition that all of existence is godliness, and that that knowledge, that experience creates within me tanug, it creates within me joy. And the very next Torah that he's saying here is. The opposite of that, hate, sin, creates unnecessary self-doubt. And so if we bring these two tires together, what we're saying is like this. If you want to know why we have hate, why, why we even have a notion of sin, what sin has anything to do with religion, what sin has anything to do with worshiping God, what the, the whole notion of sin, the whole notion of sin is that sin breaks the relationship between my ratzon and what I do in life. My, my koichas, my etza, my essence, my being, the essence of what I am and what I do. Sin is a perversion of the connection between my essence and what I do. Because sin always brings self-doubt. Sin always brings self-doubt. Now you'll say to me, wait, I, I do plenty of Averis and, and I'm very comfortable with that. Like, what does that have to do with anything? So what he's saying that, so it doesn't mean that, the, that those things are not sinful. But what it means is, is that if you were to take a look at the, if you were to learn about what your Icarus sinus are, if you were to learn about what your essence is, you would recognize that all of sin is a perversion of what your true rutzon is. Your true rutzon is, everybody's true rutzon, is to be completely and fully expanded into this world, to expand beyond your own limitations, to expand beyond your own self, right? Like, like somebody shared with me this week that Basya went into the water, right? It's this week's Parsha, Parsha Shemais. Basya went into the water and she extended her hand to save Moshe Rabbeinu. The person said that that was Basia's uh, self-actualization. She extended herself beyond her own limits. Here she was, she was the daughter of Parai. It's really the Gemara says this. The Gemara says that she was the daughter of Parai and she went into the, she went into the, into the Nile to, to be Teuvel because she didn't like what her father was doing. So she extended her, her arm, she extended it beyond herself. To extend beyond yourself doesn't mean to people please. It means to actually take of your essence and know how to blossom it and, and expand it beyond the limitations of what you are. Self-actualization is really what it's all about. All of this, this project in, of creation that Hashem created and that Hashem created man is all about Hashem creating something that can mimic Hashem. 
to mimic Hashem means that I have the capacity to take my Ratzon and expand it beyond the limitations of what I am. Just like Hashem created a world, and expanded it outwards, it grew outwards, it's the same thing. Sin is when there's a breakage between the etzem, it's my essence, and, and the maisa, the action. Between the essence of what I am and the actions that I take. When a person has a breakage between those two things, that's called sin. And what, what, what ends up in, in the space where there's a brokenness between my essence and what I do, that's called self-doubt. Self-doubt means that my neshama somehow is not existing in this moment. I'm confused. I'm befuddled. I'm filled with uh, all kinds of strange yearnings for things that will never fill me. I'll chase it my whole life. Usually, usually those are material yearnings, but it, it's certainly possible a person can get into spirituality and chase spirituality their whole life and never really heal anything because self-doubt creates the illusion of deficit. And in the deficit, we have to fill it with something. So you can chase spirituality your whole life. You can chase God your whole life and never really fulfill it because you're not really healing anything. You're just fulfilling the self-doubt. So it's over and over and over and over and over again. I think I've, I think I've shared this I think I've shared this with you before. It's it's not a it's not a uh, a, a very nice um, vart, but it's nonetheless. If you understand it, it, it you mean something very deep here. The Gemara says, and the place that Bali Chuva stand, and the place where Bali Chuva stand, big tzaddikim can't stand in that place. And we all know that Gemara, the Gemara is basically means that Bali Tshuva have a special place because they used to do Averis and now they don't do Averis anymore. And Sadiqim, Sadiqim can't, they can't, they can't get there. That's, they're, they're not in the same Adrega. So the Kutzker explained that Sadiqim can't be in the same place of Bali Tshuva because Bali, Bali Tshuva stink. That's what the Kutzker said. And it's a very discriminatory and it's not a very loving comment. But what he's saying is that of course a tzaddik is a baltruva. Of course a tzaddik is a baltruva. But what's the difference between a tzaddik and a baltruva? The difference is that the tzaddik has the capacity to grow. So who I am at the age of 13 is not who I am at the age of 20. And it's not the same person who I am at 40. And it's not the same person who I am at 75. Of course, I'm struggling my whole life. Of course, I have ups and downs in my life, but I'm growing somewhere. I'm headed somewhere. The Balchuva that the Kutzker is talking about is the Balchuva who's the same person at 13 as they are at 50, and it's the same person as they are at 100. And they pride themselves on having aliyahs and yuridas. Sure, no, that's that's not an issue. A, a, per, a person who who diets four times a day, person who starts. You know who quits? Who quits? Uh, whatever, whatever. A person quits smoking eight times a day. It's beautiful that you quit smoking for sure. But the tzaddik says if you can, ever, if you if you never get anywhere with your struggle, you're constantly just in this repetitive cycle of up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down. We all we call that the addictive cycle. So you're you're just you're just an addict. So what the Kutzker is saying is that a person who's a tzaddik can't sit with the balchuva. Because it, it's, it, it, doesn't, it, just, it just doesn't smell right. What's the problem with the addict? What's the problem with the Balchuva of the Kutzker? The problem is self-doubt. 
the, the Balchuva thinks doesn't mean Bali Tshuva the way the way we know like Bali Tshuva people who choose Yiddishkeit. I'm not talking about that. But even in that, by the way, if I, if I can dare say, there are people who choose religion and think that that's that that's the end all of everything. But they never it, it never heals them and never changes them and never they never grow with it. Which is why everybody should be seeing therapists. It, the 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 point the idea is heal grow become something more expand yourself beyond be more do more if if you choose something and you're just stuck in a repetitive cycle it looks like you're growing but you're not you're running on a treadmill of oblivion and the treadmill of oblivion is all rooted in self-doubt self-doubt never allows you to grow it never allows you to expand. It never allows you to, to break through the glass ceiling of what you thought were yesterday, were, what were yesterday's limitations. And there's a consistent dimion, a consistent fantasy that's created by self-doubt that says there's a deficit here. You need to fix it. You need to fix it. And at some point in life, all of us have to wake up and say, there's really no deficit here. This is just self-doubt. And that's what's holding me back. So again, just to, just to make the point very clear, self-doubt is really the way hate works. What Rav Cook is saying is that when, I, when I'm sinning, I'm activating self-doubt. It's not just that when I sin, I bring, I bring self-doubt into myself. Sin in and, of, in and of itself is an act of self-doubt. Again, it's either one of two ways. It's either I'm not bringing my rut zone into reality, or what I'm doing is an act that's not consistent with my rut zone. Because all of Torah is the recognition that everything is godly, and all of me, the human being, being Mekayim the Torah, is the recognition that because I am created with a cheluk alikami mal mamish within me, because I have, a, I have a piece of God in me, that means all of my life has to be activated. All of my life has to be expressed. Now, sometimes it feels like my life to be expressed can only be expressed through Averas. Okay, so then you got to work that out. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a real personal question that, that many of us have to struggle with. But that doesn't change the, the way the system is constructed. The system is constructed that Torah is your personal guide to how you are fully expressed in this world. If only Klai Yisrael were to fulfill two Shabbasais, then we will have a Geula. On Shabbos, we don't really struggle with the questions of work. Work, the, 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 the six days of the week, it's all about activation. And in activation, nothing is perfect. In activation, that's where the demyoinists come in. When we, when we have to engage the world, then we have the demyoinists. Then, then self-doubt really gets activated. Because in the six days of the week, which is called the Olam Apirud, the, the, the world of separation, the world of finitude, where everything is compartmentalized into little filing cabinets, 
And then we have to do this and do this and do this and do this. And we're constantly running and trying to do and do and do and build and build and build and build. In those places, we lose ourselves because the, the avoid of the six days of the week is to work, work, get it done. And nobody ever gets it done fully. Nobody ever goes into Shabbos and say, I checked every box. I dotted every I, I crossed every T. Nobody, nobody in the world can do that. It's not Shaykh. It's not possible. There are always things that are left hanging in the six days of the week. So in the six days of the week, self-doubt, which in Rav Cook's words, hate, is very rampant. It's very easy to sin during the six days of the week because you're lost. You're lost in, in, in the craziness of it. Come Shabbos, and Hashem says, I don't want you to think anymore. I don't want you to get lost in all the things you have to do. I don't want you to get lost in all of the actions I don't want you to get lost in, in worrying about expressing. I don't want you to worry about hate. I don't want you to worry about any of those things. I want you, could, I want you to go back to the essence. I want you could, to go back to the Ratzon. Take a bath in your own Ratzon. Take a bath in your own Neshama. Come back to me and be with me in a way that's all about being and not about doing. The question of being Mamshech Shabbos into the six days of the week is, can all of my actions during the six days of my week, of the week, the six days of the week, can all of my actions be about expressing my own true Ratzon, which is my Neshama? Can all of the things that I do during the week be an expression of my outwardness, my, my interest in others, my interest in expressing more of myself, my interest in Hashem, can all of the actions of the six days of the week be an expression of my Ratzon? And can I not be afraid to express my Ratzon in everything that I do? That's the six days of the week. Shabbos is the time we, 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 we don't need that. We don't need to worry about that. Shabbos is the time that, in a way, heals all of self-doubt because you don't have to worry even about self-doubt. Shabbos is the time where you go back inside, you go back to the neshama, you go, we go back into Hashem, and Hashem says to us, now come back to Menucha, come back to a resting place, come back to a place where you don't need to worry about all these things, and then take from Shabbos and go back into the six days of the week, and do your hardest, bring, bring all of Shabbos that you can, all of your ratzon and all of your actions, bring them as much in line with each other as you can. That's the recipe for Geula. That's how Geula happens. The more I, I have the capacity to heal my self-doubt, the more I have the capacity to allow my ratzon to not be inhibited by self-doubt, the more my actions can be a, an expression of self-doubt and not need to get lost in all of the foreign deficits and the things that I think I need to do with myself to, to make myself feel better, to make myself grow, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The more there's alignment and attunement between my ratzon and my actions, the more gu'ul I bring, it, I bring into the world. Because Mashiach, the definition of Mashiach is where there's no more break, there's no more gap anymore between potential and reality. There's no more, there's no more, I wish I could be this. It's life fully actualized. That's, that is the oilam of Mashiach. The more actualization a person has in this world, the more gu'ula they experience in this world. 
the more I heal self-doubt, the more I break the glass, the glass ceiling of not, not discrimination, but inner discrimination. The more I break the glass ceiling that prevents me and inhibits me from becoming more of who I am, the more I experience Geula. And that's the Indian of Shabbos. The Indian of Shabbos is not just being. It's not just the world of being. It's the marrying of being and doing together. And that's, that's really, somebody asked me a while ago, the difference between spirituality and religion. Spirituality is one half of religion. Religion is the whole picture. I mean, it's the way it's intended to be, of course. <clears throat> religion is the activation of spirituality. It's the bringing of spirituality, not just into the meditation room or the therapy office or the, or the, or the kumzits. It's about taking all of those things and also connecting them to everything that I do. That's, that's what, what Yiddishkeit is about. And that's the Chiddush of Shabbos. The Chiddush of Shabbos is the, the, the connection between Shabbos and the six days of the week, between my Ritzanis, my Etzem, my essence, the, that which I am, and that which I do. So we should, we should all of us be zaycha to, to taste more of the essence of who we are, and those of us that have a hard time getting there, Hashem should give us the kayak to, to get through the, the bitterness and whatever pains and difficulties and things that, that prevent us from getting back into the essence of who we are, the beauty of who we are. And that as a boomerang, we could boomerang back out of that and bring the essence of who we are back into the, into the six days of the week, back into the reality. And that more and more to search for ways to bring those things more in harmony and more alignment, because that's how Geula comes. Well, Hashem, next week, I want to, I want to try to make, bring these shirim a little bit more specific into specific aspects of Shabbos. And, and I think all of this really has been the hakdama into how we enter the, an understanding of Shabbos, and Amir Tzashem will take this into um, maybe more specific areas like, like Hachana for Shabbos and cert certain parts of the Hachana for Shabbos and different things. Um, so thank you everyone for, for joining.